Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Shotgun snap. Four-man rush. Fires for the end zone. Touchdown. George Jenkins. And the Steelers forge ahead with just 46 seconds left. Pick it to Pickens. <laughs> That Kenny Pickett to George Pickens, 14-yard game-winning lump of coal stocking stuffer. They dropped on the boys from Vegas, Max. That was a Christmas present, 50 years in the making, my friend. Well, I mean, Wolf, just let's just face it. I mean, <laughs> were the Raiders ever going to get anything other than coal? You know, the entire time. I mean, we knew this was going to happen. This was easy. This was predicted. There's no way we were going to stress the entire time. No, man, it, it was it was absolutely amazing. Well, if I'm sitting here trying to talk myself out of it, like I was cool, calm, and collected. No, I was on the edge of my seat, as was Steeler Nation, every moment leading down to that final minute. And it couldn't have been more appropriate on the night that we're retiring Franco's jersey and we're celebrating the 50th anniversary, the golden anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. How cool was it? The very fact that, the, first of all, you got so many just – Tough Pittsburghers, they show up. They show up. I got that. The Wolfley clan was there. Even when I was telling my wife, you know, baby, you, you really don't meet, need to do this. But my wife, the good lady Faith, she says, baby, we're coming. We're coming, man. I got the kids in tow. We're all set and we're coming. So it all worked out good. There was a ton of uh, hardened Pittsburghese, you know, in there just enjoying the cold weather. And I got to tell you something, it was um, it was a lot of fun, even though, as uh, Mr. Rooney said at halftime, uh, before the ceremony, uh, we're missing, the, this isn't the way it's supposed to be, we're missing the big man. Well, I mean, it, it was going to be heavy hearts. I mean, you think about Franco, you think about the legacy that he forged over 50 years, because that play happens his rookie year, right? Right. And so all that goodwill, all that summation, comes down and then you're in a position where he can't even be there to celebrate it just left everybody with a heavy heart on the evening well there's no doubt about it i mean uh the the fact of the matter is there's just uh that that it it, it really was difficult it was really hard um you could see that uh 
you know, a lot of the folks just, it was, there was a poll that was over top of the, the whole affair. And I, I felt so strongly for Dana and Doc when they came up at halftime with Mr. Rooney and they officially retired the, um, you know, number 32. It was just, uh, it was a very, very tough moment. But I, I, I just, I was so glad that they continued on and did what they needed to do to be able to properly represent and, uh, give a great send-off to that number 32 because that was precious. Well, and and it was appropriate. You had all of his teammates present there, and for them to be able to be in a position where they could they could actually properly grieve and what we would call an intimate environment, being there on the field in front of the stage and really just taking it in, um, you know, for them because, you know, they, they, lost, they lost a best friend and teammate. Yeah. And uh, you could see the emotions that were displayed on the field and you know and even mr rooney i mean you know i was good until dana choked up a little bit towards the end <laughs> yeah. of mr rooney's speech and then i was i i was a little misty-eyed i was a little of a clump there in the moment and it was um you know it, it was special it was emotional but it was it was also something that was apropos that the game ended to really honor what he is just tough determination like you said run to the ball good things happen when you run to the ball well George Pickens ran to the ball, and three different <laughs> defenders ran to D- Derek Carr's ball. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, we, <laughs> and we needed every, and we needed every bit of um of of that effort from those guys, as well as the spirit of Franco, to will us to victory against the Raiders. And um, it was just it was a beautiful. It was a frigid night, but it was a very beautiful night. Yes, it was, my friend. And by the way, you were you were awesome. You hung out there the entire time. I, you know, I, I, I think about it. I was like, I kept waiting for the old Gatorade, the microphone and the Gatorade trick, you know? You kind of ice it up. Come in at halftime. Oh, yeah, I got to I gotta thaw that mic out. I mean, it, it needs warmth. You know, it's, it, can't be, it can't be iced over, so you got to come in. But you didn't even do that. Kudos to you, man. Hey, the Gatorade was too cold to even dump, dunk it in. It was frozen before I even got to die. Because you had to pour it in the cup and then put it in the cup right. by the time I poured it in the cup it was frozen so I was like well might as well stay <laughs> might as well stay now. <laughs> well the curse love a good popsicle oh yeah <laughs> yeah exactly so but yeah. the curse of the 6-0 and when scoring first and 0-8 when not has been broken my friend now the Steelers are 6-0 and when they score first and 1-8 and when they don't but the, the Raiders scored first. I was a little nervous at the very first drive. They went down the field rather nonchalantly. I would say even yeah. matriculating their way down the field. But it was uh, a fact that they scored first and the Steelers came back to win. So we can put that thing to rest. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it, you know, I love when we when we break trends because that's right. one, of the, one of the things that we want to be outliers, right? As, as players, we don't want to fall victim to you know, statistical anomalies and, and norms of everything else. We want to be our own type of situation. But at the same time, you know, it's always good when it's in the positive because obviously we don't want to be in a negative for that. No. There's no question about it. And it made, it, I don't know, it was a little nervous. It made me a little nerve-wracked uh, through the whole affair because there was such substance behind it. You know, the fact that the Steelers were 6-0 and when scoring first and 0-8 and when they didn't. I mean, when the Raiders first came out and went down the field, I'm like going, great googly moogly, this can't be. You know, I mean, this is no way to send Franco off here with the, one of these things and to post a 32 and, and retire it for 
forever. You know, this this just can't be. So, I like you, I was so gratified to see the Steelers come back and be able to do what they did under fire through the rest of the game. I mean, think about it. There's a lot of pressure, especially on Kenny uh, Pickett's shoulders. I mean, you think about it. It's really about this big night, this huge night, was really about this young man coming through when he needed to come through in the most. Well, and and that that's all we can ask for, right? That That's all we can ask for is that – they get they get into a position where they are they, they're able to be successful and I mean you asked for big nights and you got you got exactly what we needed in those conditions under those circumstances to get all of them under wraps and I'm appreciative of their efforts because I think that was one of the biggest things that we were worried about was how will they respond how will they do Exactly so. And then, you know what, to, to summarize it, the last five, this was another of these, uh, you know, stats that you, you, you want to dissolve here or, or increase on. Actually, this one was the last five teams to win on a walk-off touchdown and, and lose the next week has now been increased to the last six teams because the Raiders, they had won on a walk-off TD the week before against the Patriots, and then they have lost, so... It does that stays as uh, as as stat, but man, oh man, I don't know. It, it just that's a good stat to have, I guess. Well, it's a good stat in our favor. Yes. So once again, you love when stats actually work in your favor for those type of situations. <laughs> um, so glad that one came true and stays true in that in that in that type of fashion. Now for us, make sure that we're not a walk off because technically they had they had a possession afterwards. So yes, we should be good. We should be cleared of those of those ugly boogies. <laughs> technically, we have, okay. Yeah, I like that. That was good. All right. So the one stat line that I got to repeat is Captain Cam because I got to tell you something. I thought he was magnificent on this night. I mean, I watched, been watching a bunch of the film. This guy was just a a, a giant human hemorrhoid. Uh, to the Oakland, to the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, man. I mean, the fact is, he went up there and he had seven tackles, two sacks, three tackles for loss, two quarterback hits, a pass defense. I mean, Captain Cam was sensational uh, Saturday night. Listen, Cam came through like 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 a re- like a like a uh, like a wrecking ball. I mean, he was absolutely phenomenal the whole evening. Um, you're talking about sacks, tackles for loss, big play moments. He gave you all of that and more, and that's what really, really capped off the evening was his defensive efforts. You saw them on full display uh, during Negman. You, you could tell I was a little honked off about that honorable mention there for uh, for Pro Bowl being right. an alternate. So he definitely, he definitely is one that was uh, trying to play to show people that uh, yeah, he definitely deserved to be a first team or not, 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 not a bench guy. You know, I got to tell you something. I went. And I watched over and over his first sack. And I'm telling you, that was pure power. That was a mush rush. And, I mean, it was as subtle as a frying pan to the forehead. I mean, and just as brutal, too. I mean, he literally lifted and airmailed that 300-pound guard, Dylan Parham, and threw him at car. I, 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 I couldn't even believe it as I watched it. I mean, he lifted him up I, off his feet. The dude was off his feet, and he spun him in air so that the offensive guard's chest hit Derek Carr. <laughs> he literally threw Parham, Parham at, at Derek Carr. I, 
I don't even know how to quantify that. It was such a great, strong, powerful bull rush. I, I, I just I didn't have any more words to, to talk about it. Well, cause, cause, because he, he kept depleting him. I mean, that's simply it. <laughs> I mean, there, there's nothing else to say when, when you completely – it just it, – you know what? It was. I think that that's the best way of putting it. It was what it was. It was Cam Hayward just overpowered Dylan Parham the entire time. And he had no answers for Captain Cam. No, none at all. I'm telling you. You know, that was that was near superhuman. I'm serious. I'm talking about like Hulk, the thing, Benjamin Grimm, you know, Fantastic Four. That that type of body throwing. You know, what I mean, you just don't see that. When you got three hundred pound mastodons down there doing battle in the trenches, how do you airmail somebody three hundred plus pounds at the quarterback? I just I was like shaking my head as I watched that. Uh, this morning, it was just unbelievable. Yeah, no, it was um, it, it, it was fantastic to watch. I mean, if you were ever bored, all you had to do was just 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 turn to Cam, just watch Cam in that moment. Yeah, I would. So, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing about it. You know, th- that offensive line, they were. I think they were pretty good. I mean, you're 13th in uh, the league in passing. You're 13th in rushing. You got Josh Jacobs. You got Devontae Adams. You got uh, Darren Waller. You got a lot of weapons, offensively speaking, well-balanced. And for the Raiders to come out and make a statement early on with all this emotion, and you knew they were going to – had to withstand the storm of emotion of the early part of the game because that was going to be huge. They, they quieted the crowd. They got after it, no doubt about it. But the, but the fact is, how about this defense that came out and just stuffed the bejeepers out of, out of Jacobs? I mean, that's just amazing. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, it was it was one of those things. It's just a tough tough game, but 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 a great but a great effort by all. I mean, I, I you know I look back on this game and I say that you know. This one will be remembered for a while. On this occasion, this day, you know, the will of the guys that came through there in those moments just was absolutely phenomenal. It it was. It really was. And I, I just I, I salute those guys because they went at it. They hung out. They, I mean, they just fought the entire night. And again, that uh, here's the thing about I I, I really got excited about when I watched Kenny Pickett's uh, you know play at the end there. That 10-play, 76-yard, 209 drive where Kenny went 7-9 for 75 yards, okay? Um, that was that was really – that's big time. That's big time quarterbacking. That's, that's Roethlisberger-like. That's Bradshaw-like in the sense of, you know, here's the thing I've always – always felt like a franchise quarterback is a guy that everybody in the huddle believes in and they believe that no matter how bad it's going throughout the game this guy can pull it together at the most important times to pull their fannies out of the fire I mean that's just how I've always thought of what what really defines a franchise quarterback when you're in the huddle with that guy and you look at that guy and it everything looks like it's going to going to crud right and you're looking around the huddle and you got you can tell there's some daubers down and everything like that. This is the guy that you look at because, you know, he still can pull it together. And for him to go on that drive, that was just a terrific job of doing the things that you need to do. And, and uh, you know, this is, this is far from a finished product. Kenny's 
way, you know, we're we're talking rookie, and we have we have no idea how far he can go. But the the, the fact is, and a test of what first defines a, a franchise quarterback coming through in the moments when you need to come through. He passed his first real test there. No, he absolutely did, and I think that's that's what you have to hang your hat on is that he is he's one that's proving his test. He's continually showing you what he can do as he gets more experience, as he gets more reps, that he can be more of a force, that he can be more of, of, um, of, a, of a leader of men in those moments and keep, and keep his cool, calm, and collective nature. No question about it. Um, again, the whole, the whole deal is really all about making sure that you are able to come through when you need to come through. And, you know, for all the – you know, I understand it, it wasn't going real great for him, but, again, you know, the whole team as a, as a whole. You know I mean? It was like, okay, the defense is battling there, hanging in there. They're giving you the ball back and everything. And you keep whacking away, keep going, keep chopping wood, as, as we like to say back in the day. And and this is what this guy did. And I, I just think that it's, it's just so important for him to be able to stack some of these big moments – the weighty moments of the game, as Mike Teague calls them, uh, these big moments that you got to come through for the rest of the guys, and then you start to take on that. You know, guys, just look at you a little differently as you start to create your own history of what you are in the NFL, your own legacy. And certainly, this is about a young man just grabbing the horns and, and going after it right now. But I am excited for him because these are the weighty moments that carry you through on other days. These are the moments that define who you are in the future uh and and i look forward to him kind of using this as one of those stepping stones to reaching another level um as we move forward in you know kenny's career it's going to be fun to watch this young man do the th- things that he's capable of doing and i think uh right there you know what uh, hey wes let's take a break because i think max is not there right now, so I think yes. we need to go to break. Good call. Uh, yeah, you know what? We got a little issue going on, but we're hanging here in the locker room. We're working at it, and I hope everybody just hang with us. We'll be back with more after this. You're in the locker room, SNR. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's back. Big rush. He sacked back inside the 35-yard line by Captain Cam. How about that one? And indeed, the great call by the great Billy Hillgrove on a great night was absolutely fantastic and we're talking about the great cam hayward so i you know uh, max we were talking earlier before about his ability to power rush but watching some of the other stuff he did how he was able to penetrate time after time into that raider offensive line and disrupting he was a disruptive force like you i just couldn't believe it. it was just it was almost watching again you got joe green watching from the stands you got cam hayward out there um it it, it was reminiscent of a very much like a joe greenish type performance uh since we're speaking in superlatives of the people watching of the people playing who uh you know kind of looked like them back in the heyday you know what i mean well it was it was all about not wanting to let down the previous legends who, who, who walked those shoes. And, and when you think about the night 
the moment, everything that was cutting and culminating with this game and what it meant, yeah, it means a little bit more, especially for a guy like Cam. Cam is a guy who takes the history very seriously. He takes the standards the that have been laid before him and what the expectations are, and he takes those things to heart. And so when you can't speak it, you go out and you walk it, right? <laughs> yeah. And I think that's what Cam displayed was that, yeah, Joe Green's out there in the audience. One of his best friends just passed away. This is the greatest play in NFL history. Guess what? We will not be the reason why why this night will, is, going, is going to go sour. It's not going right. to be our fault. We've already dealt with enough loss. We've already dealt with enough of negative energy coming into this game. No, I'm I'm about to force positivity into it, and I'm gonna force my positivity in and through Dylan Parham for for the majority of the game. <laughs> Boy, did and he! And then ever. whoever, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And then I'm I'm gonna go and I'm gonna enforce that pain on Derek Carr. And then by that, I'm gonna have Derek Carr share the wealth with my teammates. Sharing was caring. <laughs> sure. You know what I'm saying? Answer. Yes, yes, exactly. So. Um, and Derek Carr wanted to see wanted to see Franco's night go well as well. He did a great job. So kudos to Derek Carr as well. Thank you, Derek. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> he, he he had a uh, significant role in the whole matter, no doubt about yeah. it. You know, but I, again, you you take a look at Cam. Uh, he had 11 tackles. All right, and then you I'm, let's see, he's seven. Yeah, I think he had no 10 tackles or whatever. And then you got four more thrown in by Larry Ogunjobi. Just between the two of them, you got a lot of tackleation going on amongst your two studs in the middle. Now, that to me was really something because you can hold Josh Jacobs to 2.9 yards rush per carry. Are you kidding me? I, I know he got the one. He got the perimeter on the one, and he goes down, and, of course, that was called back with a penalty. And I think that really kind of took a little air out of that offense because it, they never seemed to be able to – match that sort of moment of explosiveness again but man oh man uh, I just again cannot say enough good things about how the Steelers were able to d defense Jacobs this guy was was potent man he is very potent yeah well well, he, man, well I, I can't say the word I'd like to say I'm not sure if that's an FCC regulation or not <laughs> um, yeah. he, nor he normally is potent but he's M Whatever that word is, I don't know how, how you say that. Uh, I'm not going to say it. No, don't. No. Trouble. Yes. But, yeah, he was the opposite of Potent, uh, you know, uh, Saturday night. Right. And I think that was just – that was a kudos to the absolute play of the defense. Now, I will say this, Wolf, though. We did have a penalty that I felt was a season-saving penalty happen in that game you talking about jacobs when he went from that run or was it another? yes okay yeah and, it, and, the, and the face match that was yeah. called that 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 brought it back that was a humongous swing of fate yeah and yeah. i do want to acknowledge that 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 penalty was huge in that moment because that was a crack where normally if josh jacobs gets that then he starts to roll on and on and on and that kind of halted the brakes on him a little bit. You know, it really did. Because, again, that that we did not see that sort of explosiveness down the field such as what we saw right there. You know what I mean? It's something where you thought that um, 
you know, that, that sooner or later it might break, but it didn't. It never did. And the Steelers' defense just kept getting – to me, they felt like they kept getting stronger throughout the game. <clears throat> well, and they were agitating. I mean, between T.J. Watt and Alex Heisman on the edges, right. they were bound to draw some penalties. And, you know, when you're a frustrated offensive lineman, what's the first thing you're, you're, you're going to do? You're going to revert to more primal instincts. And the primal instinct, try and grab their face and rip it off. So <laughs> yeah. um, that, tend to, that tendency did not bode well for them. They couldn't hold their water. And I'm appreciative of that because if that would have went – you know, that puts them in a scoring position, and that definitely puts a lot more pressure on the offense to have to perform that was, you know, struggling under the conditions, but, of course, coming up big at the most key moment. They, absolutely. No doubt about it. The thing, you know, the thing that was amazing to me also was I got to look, and in, 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 when you get home, when you get, you know, the opportunity to look at the film, take a look at Boz's first field goal. Does anybody else – think that he made that field goal I, I looked at that I got a straight on look from behind and I don't know maybe I need LASIK surgery I don't know or whatever but yeah it it looked to me like it snuck inside that left upright I mean I still I watched it over and over yeah. I thought it was good yeah I did too and I, I was waiting and and it was funny that the left judge immediately you know the left I guess it would be the right upright judge from your screen view. Right. And I was like, he, all he did was look straight at the other one. And the other one, I was like, he kind of hesitated. Like he wasn't sure. And then he just said, no, nope, I'm just going to call it off. But you're right. I, Cause when I saw it, cause normally you could see like the second one, I saw the ball in front of the yellow upright. Mm -hmm. Right. Correct. I saw it go left. The first one, I did not see it go left. And so that's when I looked at the ref, like, What's your confirmation? Because I couldn't tell. Mm -hmm. And and he hesitated for a second before making his decision. So I don't know if he was 100% sure. I think he just erred on the side of calling it not good to save face. Well, I really, I, I got to tell you, I really thought it was good. And it kind of frosted me. The more I watched it, the more I was kind of certain of it. And uh, I don't know if, if uh, you know, one of the things I want to, you know, when we open the phone lines, I want to see if anybody else has the same opinion. You know, that, that uh, I'm not, like, uh, looking at something and going, you know, like my brain just got moved over a couple inches. So I, I think what, what was out was now in, <laughs> you know. Like, you know, like you know sometimes you think, I don't know, man, you know, I'm looking at this and it, it looks to me like it's inside. But I'm, like, going, maybe I've had too many concussions. Yeah, or you think about belly buttons, innies and outies. <laughs> Not, yeah, know. that's kind of like it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, just I was trying to figure is it out. Any, is it an Audi? I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of even. I don't know if it's flat. Do you count it as such? Only I mean, you would come up with belly buttons. <laughs> you know, listen, listen. Like I said, you know, I I just give peeks and glimpses into my mind. Nobody wants to be in there full time. Yeah, well, I don't yeah. even want to be in there full time. Yeah, that's true. It's too many voices. <laughs> You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Way, 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 too, way, way too many useless informational uh, tasks and responsibilities and musings uh, that come into my mind at random thoughts. So, yes. But, uh, yeah, that, that would be interesting. I would love to hear that from the callers. If anybody else saw that, if the television view was a lot crisper, my frigid, frost in my face blowing as I'm trying to stay warm view, 
And then, of course, Wolf's Sky High view. So if we have something in the middle, that would be great from Steelers Nation. Oh, man, <laughs> there's no doubt about it. Because I, You know what? It was just so uncharacteristic for the Boz to be missing a couple. Now, I know that he's, like, tied his, his uh, most misses in a year, what, seven of them. But he's not missed the extra points like he did when he had that some injury or some, something was going on with him. Um, but uh, I'm sure he'll be right back to form. But, again, just that one miss, it was so important, too. It was his first try, 43 yards. Thought, sure, you know, that – I don't know. So, anyhow, we'll, we'll, we'll check that out with, with uh, the rest of the folks. The other thing is I also had to go um, – I thought the, um, the, the uh, Friermuth. Pat Friermuth, again, is so critical to this offense, man. I mean, he you got you got seven targets or was it eight targets? Got seven completions, but sixty-six yeah. yards, and he had three grabs on that last drive with Pickett and Woo! one. I mean, you're talking about first down, first down, and then uh, a four-yard catch that made it fourth and one, where Kenny converted on a quarterback sneak. I mean, like cookies and milk left out for Santa. He was he was always <laughs> there and always ready, and it's always appreciated. You know, I mean, he was he was that safety blanket. That you needed. I mean, just middle of the field, Kenny under duress, boom, puts it right on his chest, and, and Fryer Move does the rest. I mean, just the grit, determination, drive, carrying guys with him, scrapping for the extra yardage. I thought, I thought Pat had a tremendous day, and you understand why he was an why he was picked as an alternate for the Pro Bowl, um, because the kid has skills. He's and and, and you know he has. And I say this as a as a as as a true compliment and not to displeasure of anybody else, but he has Kelsey Kittleish moments. Right. And he's continuing to grow and mature into that position. Cause it's tough to to because I mean a lot of a lot of the new tight ends, new age tight ends aren't asked to block. Right. right? They want to always detach them, they want to always put them here, there, and they want to be a passing, you know, emphasis. That he's he he's a he's a dual guy. Yes, he's a dual guy, and he's a willing dual guy. He understands the responsibility and the title that is called tight end. Right, it's blocking and receiving. Yes, and he does both of those things, and that's something that's rare because a lot of guys who get it nowadays are more receiver than blocker, or they run away from the action. They're on the backside. Oh, let me get the backside cut off. No, no, no. Pat Firebooth is in the fray. He's on the front side double team. Running backs coming to him. Linebackers scraping over the top full speed. And he's in there and he and he's fighting. He's putting his he's putting his face in people's chests. And I think and then going out and then still having the wherewithal and the skill to go out there and be like a receiver in the passing game. Make sure he gets his numbers facing the quarterback and makes himself available, makes himself big. Yes. To receive catches. And then after that, does the hard, dirty work afterwards, turning up field and just fighting for the extra yardage. You know, it's funny because, <clears throat> like I said, I've had an opportunity to uh, to do a show with Pat for the year, you know, up at Giant Eagle Market District. Um, the Tajma Eagle, as you call it. Uh, it is the Tajma Eagle. <laughs> All hail the Tajma Eagle. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, just listening to him uh, kind of go through some of the nuances of, like, reading coverage. You know, you're like going. This guy's pretty wise of beyond his years. You know, he's he's pretty hip yeah. to what 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 is needed, and he he's able to like go back with Kenny and be able to talk, and he kind of sees things through Kenny's eyes on the inside. Well, he has personality. That's the other <laughs> thing, right? 
personality. I mean, yes, he's wonderful. Well, well, I mean, but but that's the thing. Like a personal person means that they're communicative. Right. When I say personality. Yeah. They're not quiet. They don't keep things to themselves. They're not introverted. And when you're more extroverted, you tend to have that, right? Because the more you can communicate, the more you can understand people. And those interpersonal communication skills and availability, you know, emotionally makes it easier to help get on that same wavelength, I think. So that's when I say personality. It's not just about, ah, he's exuberant. And yes, they have their, you know, their little their little tight end show. It's it's about those characteristics carrying over onto the football field and being applicable to what they need to do. And I think that's that's what also makes Pat different. Because, you know, even the time, as much as I love Heath, Heath was not a talker. Yeah. <laughs> and he Heath understood the assignment, but yet you didn't know if Heath was happy, mad, angry, upset. Uh, you know, because he, he, hey, Heath, how you doing? Doing good. What? Is that it? That, Heath, Heath, you, you, have, you have a patch of dirt clumped into your helmet. It's good. It's fine. I'll wipe it off. Okay. All right. Thanks, Heath. You know, yeah. or Jeremy Tubin, right? Like, Tubin was just overly, like, aggressive and tense. So, it's like, so seeing that and then seeing Pat and that personality, he's a lot more loose, but I, and he can also take in the information. So, I think that's what makes him also another guy that's special in this process. And when you talk about being that viable part, that that's another component that adds and enhances to what already is a great skill set and willingness. It Well said. You know, I mean, I, I just think this kid is really developing into a complete player, and uh, his communication skills are on, are on display every Tuesday night at the Taj Mahal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, which you you never expect Heath to do anything like that. Although, you know, again, I go back to when you hosted, um, you know, Mel Blunt's uh, uh, roast. You remember that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Could you could you believe that was Heath? I couldn't believe that I was him. Not. Well, and, and, and the fear before when we were planning was that's why I had to put Spaith with Heath. Yes. I was worried. I was, I was like, I was like, man, Heath's not going to say anything. I'm like, okay, well, okay. I was like, can well, we you, get. You're MCing the whole here? thing, right? So the, it's yeah, on you. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, so it's on me. So I'm like, I can't, I can't. I'm like, as much as I love Heath and I've known Heath for a long time, I was like, ah, I don't know how he does in public speaking, you know? <laughs> <laughs> And then he completely fooled all of us and surprised all of us, which was awesome. I mean, he was – because he has – because of the monotone delivery, you yep. know what I'm saying? Like, yep. you just – he it's just dry, witty humor, and which I loved it, and I was so happy uh, for that. And, of course, you know, and then, of course, he speaks at his Hall of Honor accepted speech this year. Yes. So, I mean, and then he's been on TV. He's been doing some preseason stuff, Isn't right? Isn't that amazing? So, I couldn't believe yeah, it. So it's like – I'm like, where was this in the locker room? I was like, man, I love this guy. <laughs> I mean, nothing wrong with the previous version, but the new version is even more fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was fantastic. Hey, look, why don't we go yeah. we'll take a break here, all right? We'll take a break. Yeah, let's, go, let's take a break. And I think what we'll do is we'll open up the phone lines, 412-919-1316. And let's uh, come back and start talking about the good, the bad, the ugly, and who's got a game ball and whatever you want right here in the locker room, SNR. All right.
This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's back. Play action fake. Throws it over the middle. It's tipped and intercepted with the football. Is Minka Fitzpatrick, his fifth of the season. And the Steelers play takeaway on Derek Carr for the second time. Oh, you got to love those magic Minka moments there. You know, it's just one of those things about this young man. He has just been, I don't know, I think he's just a, a great, great player. I look forward to seeing more of this guy coming up in, in, you know, in the future here. But this guy really, he's really something special, I think, Max. Well, he's a national treasure. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. A.K.A. Grumpy Cat, which I always love that nickname. That's hilarious. Grumpy Cat. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, but I mean, but but that but that's exactly. I mean, it, it's rare when you make a trade for a high value guy from a team, and you think it's going to work out, right? Especially in season, right? Um, you're like, well, what does Miami know that we don't know? You know, because we want this guy, and it comes that. Miami was just a dumpster fire, and they didn't know what they were doing, and they lost a, you know, they they, they fumbled the bag. Yeah, they did um, bad. Because Minka has been everything that you would want in a safety, uh, especially when you think about just the great traditions of the Steelers and the guys who have come before, and especially when you're trying to find a guy who can replace a massive void that was called Tro- Troy Palomalu, right? Mm. Uh, how are you going to find a safety that could do – all of those things and could be almost everywhere at once and could affect you on the front end as well as the back end of your defense. And Mika has been all of that. Um, And so for him to just have the season that he's having the way it started out, I mean, talk about pick six, right. (laughs) You know, (laughs) then, then to now be on his fifth interception, but all of the tackles, all of the plays, all the coordination and communication, um, Mink has just been absolutely fantastic. And there's never been a question about, hey, if, if it gets to a safety situation, if Mink is one-on-one with somebody, is Mink going to win? Is, is, oh, my God, can't that other guy actually win at all? That, that, that's what you usually have to ask <laughs> because <laughs> he, he's that effective and he's that good of a player. Well, we're going to take a little shift in gears. We're going to start getting some callers. The number is 412-919-1316. But I got to ask you something that Tunch always used to ask me after Christmas. There you go. How fat do you weigh? <laughs> how fat do you weigh? Because, you, you know, Christmas is big in the Wolfley household. We go large. We got everything from Christmas cookies to pies to everything else going on. And he would look at me and just go, how fat do you weigh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, and my response is, Wolf, yep, yep. it must be jelly because jam don't shake like that. <laughs> For the two of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that, that, my hey, goodness. Yeah, no, when I got home, I mean, you know, I got home, what, about 11, 11 10 a.m.? Did you? Uh, on Christmas Day, and, you know, my daughters were so patient. How they cool waited is not that? only for for food, but also for the gifts. So I have to give a special shout to Quincy and Waverly for oh, yes. being absolute angels um, with dealing with Daddy and his work schedule. Um, they had the patience of uh, 
of I don't even know. The patience the of Job, as they is. say. There you go. There we go. Patience of Job. Right. Uh, well, maybe a little less of Job because there was a little complaining in between. <laughs> like, Daddy, are you here yet? Like, they stayed on the phone with me literally from the airport all the way to the house. Are you up the driveway? <laughs> Are you getting out of the car? I'm like, I'm hanging up. I'm in the house. <laughs> oh, so that's not great. quite Job. Yeah. Job it was Job it was Job ish. You know what I'm saying? It was Job ish. But um but no, I mean, you know, and then and my wife makes her, her famous, you know, French toast bread pudding and Ooh. we had that. Veggie frittata, some bacon and uh some potatoes. It was it was a good little breakfast brunch or aperitif for the main event and then then we went big. Oh. We went Benny. We went Benny Hanna for dinner. We oh Benny my Hanna. goodness! Go big or go oh, yeah. home. That's the way to do it. Hibachi style. So yeah, we did hibachi um, last night for dinner. Um, so it was it was good um, for that. And then, as you can, I go right in my. I'm not in my home office. I'm actually on the road because I had kids off today. Um, and my wife, they were uh, they're going skiing. Oh, uh, very nice. Week, so. All right. Yeah, because they know that Daddy has a tornado week ahead, so yeah. they get to go enjoy the fruits of labor. There you so go. Well, I, that's uh, how it's done, right? Yeah, I, I get to focus. I get because I have uh, I have three bowl games also coming up around <laughs> this Ravens game coming up. So. How about so the, yeah, so I'm, try, I'm trying to get my wits about me. <laughs> how about the fact that they flexed us? Could you believe that? I couldn't yeah. believe it. I was like, of all the things, I was like, it, it was already a fragile, like, travel schedule for me. And then they go and they play. So I'm like, really? I was like, really? Just <laughs> add insult to injury. I mean, most people look at that as, as pride. Like, hey, we want to put you on prime and everybody see you and enjoy you because this is going to be a competitive game. But I'm like, ah, the way my schedule is built. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that one of the clubs perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was simply going, yeah. you're the first person I thought of when they, I saw it was flexing. You got to be kidding me. Yeah. It's going to like freak and, Max and, out. And, and, and it, yeah. And then our group text, I just, I said, I said to Chris Farley, just pulling his hairs out. I saw that. That was so funny. Oh, man. Oh, my yeah. gosh. But hey, if, if it gets in the playoffs, oh, well. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm like, all right. Go ahead. <laughs> you just got to um, do it. Got to do it. Hey, that, that that's the life we live, right? That's the life we live. So you just, you don't cry over the spilled milk. You look at it, and then you just, you go grab a paper towel. And that's what I did. I grabbed the paper towel, and I went to working it. So I changed my flight out of Baltimore because I had the uh, the, the uh, citrus bowl the next day. Okay. After the Baltimore game. And that's a 1 o'clock kick. So I'm literally going to be flying in know from bwi day of Ooh. and going straight going straight to the stadium to call a game at one o'clock when wow. i land so wow how much yeah. time you got in between you know between landing uh, and getting there it'll be it'll be a total of four hours from landing to kickoff okay so there's you got a little cushion yeah 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 no, the cushion will be the drive uh <laughs> to, to the stadium oh yeah yeah okay oh my goodness yeah, exactly <laughs> Because, you know, we get to the stadium three hours prior to make sure everything works. We're up to speed. We've done scene sets. Right. We've gotten everything fucked out. So it's like, you know, I landed I landed nine, and I got to go pick up a rental car because I'm going back home to Orlando. I was like, I'm going to drive. I don't want you know, it would be great to have a driver and all, but I'm like, ah, I got family and friends to see. I'm going to see my mom after the game. So I'm like, I want a car. So. 
Okay. Ricardson, and then there. So I, I should have there right 10 o'clock. So. All right. Well, let's hope and pray the yeah. schedule stays together, Ooh. brother. And what we're going to do is we're going to take a break now because yes. we got callers coming in. So we're going to start opening the phone lines. Do you do you remember that number? Can you remember it as you're moving? 412-919-1316 if you want to hit us up. You are amazing. <laughs> yeah, you, you are a multitasker. For me, multitasking is eating bacon and eggs. Okay. So. There yeah. we go. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's take one, it to break, buddy. More than one. Yeah. It's All more right. Than one. Hey, and don't forget, the next hour, it's the Power Hour coming up next with your calls here in the locker room on ESPN and SNR Radio. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Dot com slash compatibility. 